Welcome back to the Sense and Sensibility podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the unnecessary products we come across every day as moderators on Steam Hunt, a Steam blockchain-based product hunting site. I'm Dalio. And I'm Team Humble. Let's get started. Well, you can't, you can't welcome back to something that you've never done before. So that's a little bit weird. I do apologize for that. Hello, everybody. I'm Phil uh, at Team Humble on Steam and also on the uh, Steam Hunt website. And I'm Dale, and I am also the same in all of those places. <laughs> and this, oh, is, super awkward. this has been, you know what? It's only awkward if you announce it, but. It was here. awkward, though. I'm just getting straight into it anyway. So this is the first podcast that we've decided to spin off from our first one. Uh, we've got another one, anchor.fm forward slash positive, which is about just us chatting together about a bunch of things, positive and negative of things in the world. And we decided that it was probably a good idea or it was the time to get started on another podcast specifically about products. Um, one of the things that we have uh, both got into over the last, I would say, three months, maybe three months, four months we've been on Steam on. Uh, long- oh, we've been on longer. longer. We've been modding for about three months, but I, I think it's been okay. Yeah, about at least six, six to eight months. Eight, right. close to eight for you, yeah. Right. The better so, part of a year. Yeah, I guess so, actually. So yeah. beginning, beginning of when it like started as a hunter, yeah, just hunting stuff before mm-hmm. they were looking for mods, yeah, for sure. So one of the things that's come out of that is that um, there's been this constant conversation that we have because we're both mods in a group of like 10 or 12 mods that are kind of spread out around the world is that you, you get overwhelmed by the sheer amount of stuff that you go through every day. It's like working in a call center or, or some other job where it's like public facing. And I, I kind of knew how much of a, uh, of a chip on my shoulder I had about certain products right Right. I have a chip on my shoulder about lots of things but like (laughs) that one specifically like and it was interesting to me how how close to um my heart it was in terms of almost as bad as like a career or education like it it runs deep like products run deep with people sure so I guess to quickly catch people up because this is the first one we've done uh product sense is going to be a podcast about the good and the bad and the fugly of um, of all things products. And what I hope that it will eventually be is people that we get on here that do hunting on the Steam Hunt website, people who just like products in general and gadgets and tech and sustainability and open up that bigger question or those uh, number of questions about products in general. What fascinates us so much about them? Yeah. And so, so yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think something interesting to note also, if you're not interested or if you're not familiar with Steam Hunt as a platform, if you've ever heard of Product Hunt, it's very, you know, we mentioned it in the in the intro, but it's very similar to Product Hunt, except that uh, you're rewarded for your contributions. And I think the dynamic that that kind of brings is a, a microcosm of the bigger problem that we have about products in general, which is like quality over quantity. And so that's, I mm. think, the main thing that kind of spurred us to start talking about this and sharing our talks about this is because if you're getting rewarded for sharing a product, then it starts becoming, okay, how many can I share a day then? And how much can I get per product? And, and that's really the, that's kind of the ethos behind the products that we're not sure of. Should they exist in the world? What are they, how are they serving us? So I think, yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about there. Well, it ties into a lot of the sustainability or, or, or the beef I had about, a number of years back about so so just to go back a little bit because one of the parts of this was to do an intro about who we are our history of products and technology so i just want to sure. quickly go back on that like history of products and technology i was i've i've always been a bit of a technology geek i'm sure you have been the same like you've always liked bits of uh, electronic oh, yeah. equipment throughout the years ever since you kind of like <clears throat> walkman days in the 80s <laughs> i don't know why this keeps happening but every time i start a podcast like my voice disappears hmm so the hydration. Um, one of the one of the things that I've noticed over the years, um, working with products and technology to allow me to make video and, and audio and stuff, is that I've watched the change in the way that products are sold from companies. Right. So you have the YouTube influencers and you know makeup and technology, and I think 
I think there's almost like a fashionista thing about technology these days that there's certain levels of it. There's like the working class pieces of technology, which are low prices, the mid range, and there's obviously the luxury items. Obviously luxury in these times when markets and money is, is scarce or appears to be scarce for some people and not for others. Um, obviously the, the luxury market gets affected, but we're starting to see a really interesting thing happen with audience development that using things like Instagram, using things like YouTube, people can now, you know, they can onboard these influencers to help push that product because they've already built up audiences of people following them for whatever reason they might like them being funny or the humorous, they've got certain delivery or, or, or they're just, you know, they're, they're kind of people. And I see this across the board from all walks of life, from, you know, kids watching uh, people in their 20s play games all the way through to like people of uh, an elderly age, like playing um, One Man's Sky or whatever that's called. That, oh, that yeah, game. No Man's Sky. Yeah. No Man's Sky, like playing that for 15 hours from like uh, old people's home. Yes, that exists. Heck it's yeah. on Twitch. Sign me up for that reality, look. Black Mirror This guy's on there for 15 hours a day. He's making coin in an old people's <laughs> home. Like the guy, <laughs> guy is, uh, you know, it, it touches. And my point is it gets to every part of society. Sure. Right? Sweet. Is so this still was, your history? Uh, that's kind of a bit of a history. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, what's going on? You go for it. Okay. So in terms of my history, like I, I think – I've always been, I've been like a gadget person. Like before tech tech became gadget or gadgets became techie, I was always the kid who was like between cartoons and the as seen on TV commercials, I was watching as seen on TV. (laughs) Like I was that kid who was just the absolute like, memory uh sponge of all of that stuff and i'd be like and for 9.95 blah, 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 like i could memorize all that stuff i'd be a little parrot walking around the house driving my parents <laughs> crazy because i just thought like the idea of solving a problem i think I, I wasn't conscious of this when i was young but the idea of like solving a major problem with like just something that you can change your life slightly and then have like a, a more efficient life or a better life. Like that's just, that was always so like, you know, in, intriguing to me. Of course, I grew up in America. That's like the whole advertising ethos. So, um, shopping channel. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, that stuff's addictive. I mean, especially before it's like social media and YouTube videos and the internet, like that's what you watched as a kid, like nine, well, it was the you know. early social engineering, right? One in the morning, you're like, mom, we need these Japanese knives. Can you see it cut through a boot? This is crazy. Get over here. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember what the film was. Maybe you remember the film where there was the woman that sold the vacuum, uh, the mop. Do you remember yes, that film? Yes, the one. She it was played. It was played by Jennifer Lawrence, and I. That's all I remember. But that's enough for you to Google. Like, if you guys are interested in that, so, it was so Jennifer think, Lawrence in the film. I think that's a great segue between uh, how things were maybe in the. Fi- I don't know if that was the fifties. I think it was the fifties. Maybe the, yeah. uh, that's a, a great segue from the fifties to where we are in twenty eighteen because. In this film, this woman has a product. She's an inventor. She wants to change her situation. She wants to get out of like where she lives. She wants to bring some money in. You know, she's she's pretty smart in terms of like coming up with inventing things that will are practical and will like speed up things around the home. And she she wants to do that for herself because she wants to just optimize things. That's just mm. the way her brain works. But the product doesn't sell because it gets put through somebody else's hand who hasn't got any passion for it. Right. right. So you're starting to see the early signs of what it is to be a brand advocate. Cause as soon as they mm-hmm. decide to put her on the television, then people can identify with that person. And then it's like, Oh yeah, this is a woman who, who works, you know, she's that's like the first Kickstarter. Out. Like that's exactly. somebody who was like, Oh, I have a problem. Hold on. Let me get in on this instead of waiting for somebody else to come in and, and fix, right. fix the, and so, and so what we have right now with blockchain and we have a perfect example for it is that if you are from, I don't know, anywhere in the world and you want to be an influencer and a product reviewer, it's incredibly difficult to break into that because Mm. people have already developed and built up audiences. Like the TV set in the 1950s, the audience was the people at the other end who didn't know they needed to buy it yet, right? So the wonderful thing about Steam Hunt is that it's a very fair well it is now it took a bit of while to like get the algorithms right and they're still being worked on we've got account-based voting now which is i think the first iteration of that on the steam blockchain um where anybody can submit a product that they love that doesn't exist on the platform and as long as it kind of appears in the top 100 ish hunts we get about 200 a day we have to like verify 400 we have a team of 10 people around the clock going through that 
you get incentivized. You get a upvote from a bid bot. And that bid bot has been given delegation from Steemit, Inc. and a bunch of other delegators. I think probably 14 or 15 delegators of about 1.5 million steam power you don't need to know what that is but basically it's like a pot of funds that get distributed to other Mm, people it's like an investment right right and and one of the wonderful things about steam hunt is it's it's an up and running project it's been working now like you said for seven or eight months or so and it's also every time you put up a hunt you also get a certain share in hunt tokens if you comment and upvote on the things that you like on the platform as well so it's very, very holistic 360 degree thing it's not just like you're putting a product product up and you forget about it. One of the things with Product Hunt, the website itself, is I can put up there, there's a great new designer program, but I won't get anything from it. I won't get I might get a bit of social traction. It might affect might affect my social graph a little bit, the relationship between this person and that person and oh such and such, you know, shared this and this looks good. But I don't get any financial incentive for my time. Or I don't feel invested in that community right. or valued in that community in, in some way. Maybe that's just me because of blockchains and, and Steam in general. But Well, yeah. And um, if, that, if that link or whatever you share goes completely viral and it generates tons and tons of traffic for Product Hunt, the original Product Hunt, the mm. website, there's nothing that's even – there's there's no like compensation for you at all. It's just like, okay, well, Zero. like everyone upvoted this and they really like it. If it's your project, you're stoked because you're getting exposure for it. But mm. being the one who found it or found something that's – quality or you know really revolutionary you don't get anything even extra well well we kind of well we kind of got something that we never had before with product hunt and that was if you put something up on a web on the web you didn't necessarily get a a ton of if like for instance i put that on wordpress sure doesn't necessarily mean i would get traffic and comments so i guess what product hunt gave us was a platform to have basically a landing page but with activated comments so there is an audience there who are waiting for the next big thing right. on Product Hunt to land. So we do get something out of Product Hunt. It just doesn't financially incentivize us, right? There, There is a value there. I can't say that there isn't a value. Sure, there. sure, so, sure. So the, the geniuses at Steam Hunt, which is a bunch of Korean guys, I think one of the guys is living in Ireland now, but the other guy's in South Korea, they come up with an idea, hey, why don't we run a similar thing, but on top of the Steam blockchain? And... It's been absolutely, I don't know about you, but I, I think it's probably one of my top five, at least, Steam web apps that are out there. Um, yeah, mainly sure. because of Mainly because I've had integrated within as mods in, in to watch it kind of mature and and how often they put, they put things through. So, yeah. so that's, a, that's kind of the background for us, really, is that a bit of a history about the products and technology, a bit of an introduction for us. Um, sure. Why we started this podcast, I think the the biggest takeaway that I want to get from this every single week is I want to try and have a dialogue and I really want to open up the conversation about what objects, material um, possessions that we have, what they really mean to us, our decision-making when we buy these products. Um, Do we concern ourselves about sustainability of it? Like when we get rid Mm -hmm. of it, we throw it away. Do we get anxiety about stuff that we buy and we fill up our houses with this stuff and then we don't use it? Right. Like, I, right. I didn't realize how much I had so many different opinions about products. Right. Well, that and that was that's like if we go back to Tiny Dale reciting, you know, as seen on TV things. The biggest the biggest gap there was that when I was growing up, no one ever told me all that plastic is going to have to go somewhere eventually. So all I was, I was kind of like, as a kid, I was like addicted to the high of the newest and the latest and the greatest. And like, what's the new version? What's, what's this? Because that was exciting to me. And it still is exciting based on like an innovation standpoint. But I think as I started to understand, like materials matter, things like the, the fuel that goes in the planes that ship these things all over the world, everything has a cost. It's like, you know, we talk about the dust to dust ratio. So Mm. like we have this saying (laughs) that all things are, you know, permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So my, like, that's kind of the big thing I want to explore with you in this is that what, okay, some, maybe something does even solve a minor problem in my life, but is it worth that cost? Like I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of struggling with that because there's a part of me who's like, oh, that's really cool, blah, blah, blah. And then I think about like, all right, well, if it's in a landfill in a year and a half, like what are we really so, doing? 
So what we're really saying, and I, what I'm hearing from you is with products, as you kind of get older, your journey with products, there's, um, it, it affects the product buying cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I, I think, I, I mean, like- did you know where China, did you know, I mean, you probably did, but like, did you think about when you looked at a box when you were a kid at Christmas and you saw made in China or made in Taiwan, did that ever, what did that, did that ever trigger anything in your brain? Did you ever well, think like, about like, yeah, I mean, wh- I was aware of everything being made in China, like growing up in the eighties, that's when like, that was like really a thing. And I, but I only saw it through the lens of my parents and my parents who, you know, are absolutely lovely people. They kind of only saw it from a perspective of like, Oh, everything's made in China every- nowadays. It's not like the good old days of made in America. It was more from an economic the criticism mm. was for more from an economic perspective, sure. less than yeah. from like a quality or a sustainability, which that's fine. That's not what it was on anybody's mind in the eighties. So, you know, you can't, you can't judge people didn't have the data yet, but it was, exactly. it was more like, yeah. oh, well, you know, it's not like the good old days made in China. So I didn't really understand that any of that stuff could actually harm or, or be, you know, or be of a detriment or I didn't, you know, as a kid, you have no concept of like, what am I going to do with this in six, eight, 12 months, two years? Is this going to last me? Is this going to, you know, you're a kid. Everything's just like, you're just on to the next thing. So, mm. um, I, and I also, I, as you get older, I think you develop more of a, like I do, I'm, I'm such a sentimental person. I develop like a relationship with my belongings and I appreciate the things that I have for a long time, for longer, like that backpack with the really good stitching that's going to last you, that you're going to bring on the plane and go experience this thing. And, and go do that thing with that is like that's something I want to be with me. I don't want a new one every every couple of months. So you know you, yeah, you have it, different needs and and kind of like you have a different perspective as you grow up as well. I think these things these things become kind of part of your identity, don't they? And I guess that's why sure. people buy buy products in the first place. So I guess so. I think what's going to happen is that we're going to probably go all over the place about products. I feel like I'm going to go all over the place. The reason why I brought up the China thing is, you know, I was I was completely naive as a child that that thing was mass produced and it sat on the boat for six weeks. Right. You know, like I had no idea how much the cost difference was complete, uh, compared to trying to make that in the in England. The fact that we needed to get parts from all different places in the world because the resources are in different places. The fact that it had to be on a truck and be distributed somewhere else and flown here and flown there. And, you know, it's only through it's only through using products and then failing or breaking or me discovering that things didn't live up to the expectations that I had in my mm. my head or the expectations that media had put onto me that it was the best thing that the 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 amount of money that I'd paid for a product therefore it I don't know where it, it happened but there was this kind of illusion that the cost predicated the quality right, right? like that and that's a, and, and that and that is a core thing I think I really want to get across in this podcast because mm. I'm hoping that there's an education for myself in terms of learning more I hope there's an education for people maybe just getting into products for the first time because they've only in the first for the first time been had access to blockchain therefore they've, they're getting incentivized they're, they're making more money per day or per month than they've ever had in their lives which then opens up for them to be able to buy things for their family and friends and themselves mobile phones etc uh and what what i realized and the reason why i was so like wanting to start this podcast is that educating other people the journey we've been on can accelerate somebody else's journey because if we don't do that we'd we're not we're not solving climate change on the product side right. yes we've got problems where people are cutting down the amazon like we're putting uh, gases into this into the to the sky from things that are breaking down from the last 20 30 years but also if we're not learning to realize that the source of certain materials we're starting to get the whole idea with plastic plastics had its run it's had its day people are starting to invent new technology that breaks down into the environment better mm-hmm. like i just think i just think there's such a big conversation to have about products my biggest beef at the moment is when i i just submitted a drone yesterday right the second version of a dji drone before you go there can i just add something really fast yeah go 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 go. here here's here's kind of like i believe this is what you're saying and Mm. i'm i'm 
I really agree. I think a lot of what the problem is, and I'm not going to sit here and say this is the problem, but I'm kind (laughs) of going to. (laughs) But, you know, if people are starting to use owning things and owning material possessions and technology as their content, maybe we, instead of, see, that's going to have to turn over really fast because people want to keep up with their content schedules, like sharing things online. Mm. And and if I have this thing, then I have it, I can post about it and I can share that. But then in a week, I'm going to have to share something else. And I think some of our consumerism is now being fueled by buying things as content right right they're missing out right but what if we could switch that and like you know i talked about the backpack earlier maybe we could storytell the things that we've had for a really long time exactly that's what this podcast will be yeah and the things that that mean something to us and why we own them and the 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 adventures that we have with them and their role in our everyday life and that becomes the content instead of it just being like the new thing because I get it yeah. and, and everything in yeah. consumerism is forcing you to want to buy that new thing. So it's the default. Nobody intends to ruin the planet by buying an iPhone charger. I don't think anybody has that thought like screw the ocean <laughs> as they're buying it. Yeah, we kind of need right. that. We kind of need the ocean. Yeah. We kind of need the things that are in it. Everything's a certain balance and we're, we're knocking a lot of stuff yeah. out of balance. So yeah, we're just like, um, yeah, just, just like bring awareness to a way that we could kind of shift that. So, so tell me about your drone. Yeah, so I mean, the only reason why I, I kind of put that up yesterday is that I I, I don't want a drone. I, again, it's FOMO. I like the idea of the drone. I like the idea of adding that video thing to my arsenal. I know that I would never buy one unless I knew I was going to be using it regularly. If I had like a steady income from a job like that, I could actually use it. Otherwise, it's just going to sit around. It's just going to be an object. But when it's part of your trade, you do get from. excited about it. If it's right. part of like making, and that's something you're passionate about, when somebody builds a lens that's slightly better you're like oh hell yeah like well you know that's a, everybody has that sure I, and i but also there's there's a lot of life lessons to uh, adopt and be influenced by so the big thing about this one that just come out this is version two so my biggest 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 tip that i can give anybody is never buy version one of a new technology right? Never, never, never buy version one of a technology because you're really, really paying for the R&D of the next one, right? Right? They're not necessarily got it right. So with DJI, luckily their first one was pretty good because they'd built a bunch of other ones before it, but the, the, the particular line, the Mavic line was kind of like their, their real attempt at getting it like spot on. And mm. they did, it was brilliant. Mm. But I just watched a video yesterday um, that Casey Neistat did about a review and it was a brilliant review because he kind of went out, he did, he ran both of them side by side, which uh, another thing I need to throw in there. If you're an influencer and you're getting something brand new for the first time, if you're only getting it out of the box, that's not using the product. Yeah, that's an unboxing. That's not a review. <laughs> that's that's not a review. And a review is something like you do that you've had for a certain period of time, mm. how it integrates into your life, not how it makes you look, not how it makes you feel, but how it works. Right. Well, there, like, there's pressure on the content schedule to put that out before the product is like yesterday's news. And I think that's a, that's a big part of why that happens is people are like, oh, well, that's the, that's the ad word that's trending at the minute. So right. let me get my, let me put my, you know, hat in the pot and get my it, views from it. But, but this is where I kind of want to jump in on the whole drone debacle, because I really, <laughs> I really want, I really want to get to the crux of the problem because. Drone gate. Okay. So what happened? We, what was the big pro- so we had, frustration? So like what tends to happen in, on Steam Hunt is somebody at, at the beginning of Steam Hunt, when people were in the top 10, people were getting big payouts because we didn't have account-based voting. So there was a lot of gaming going on and people trying mm. to force their way up to the top just to get the big payout. And there was this, there still is this occasional thing where people will see something in the top 10 and they're like, oh my God, these, this, this speedboat does well. I will hunt a they speedboat. They, they were like, I will adapt new information. Well, <laughs> no, but the, no, the, the thing is, no, but the thing is, I've like decompe- I've decompressed it and unpacked it, and I get it. Like somebody who doesn't have uh, an authority on any of those factors as to what they go through, when you know, like you, you go to any uh, um, store and watch a man or a woman like feeling like the material of some. You don't need to feel the material of some jeans, but people do it. They'll pick up a pair of jeans, they'll check the pockets, they'll look at the bottom, they'll pull them, they'll see if there's a bit of elasticity in in the. You know, like they go through all of these like subtle nuances that you don't realize that you're doing. They're they're just try them on. 
Like there's a, a bunch of things that people do because they've Unless done that before, right? Professional seamstress of eighty years, you don't know what's going on with right. the stitching. <laughs> so, so my big thing was is that I don't think people knew the difference between a, a fifteen hundred dollar drone and a fifty dollar drone. And so, what we started seeing is we started seeing people posting like what looked like flashy drones. You could obviously tell that somebody in China was mass producing these drones. Um, and I, I just wondered if people knew the difference between the, they look like the same drone, that just the price was different. And so I'm really interested in unpacking this idea, this notion that people want the experience, not the product, mm-hmm. right? In that a $50, pa- a $50 drone is not going to perform like a $1,500 drone. But if you don't know about build quality, if you don't know about software updates, if you don't know about um, longevity of that product or the reason why it costs more, like buying the $50 drone seems like you're getting the experience without having to pay out the money. But the, but the downfall there for me is, is, and the thing that infuriates me so much inside, and I can't really put a finger on it, is that I know that product is going to be broken in a couple of months. I know the experience mm. is going to be terrible. Right. I know the software is going to be janky. I know it's good. there's just going to be a million and one things why that experience is terrible. Well, yeah, and then it's tough too because there are we are kind of brought up to feel like it's savvy to save money and that you're doing the right thing to save money right. and that that sure. brands just exploit you because it's a brand name and this is just as good as just that you're paying a brand tax for that. But really understanding what products like. Can you afford, like I've talked about brandless before for just food stuff. So what things can we buy generic that really won't make a difference and save money? And which are the things that are, that it's going to make a huge difference, like you're saying, to your frustration levels and (laughs) to the fact that it's going to break and the software is going to be a nightmare to use. Like, it's hard to know if if you don't know, it's just hard to natively know, like, which are the things that you spend on and which are the things that you don't. Well, it, that that value thing for me is in, is interesting. You know, we're willing to throw fifty dollars away on on the experience mm. and be like, oh well, it did. You know, it was fifty bucks. It didn't work out. At least it wasn't fifteen hundred bucks. And and yet you've not had that fifteen hundred bucks experience. Uh, some people don't want to use it for work. You know, you wouldn't spend that amount of money. I understand that. Mm. My issue that I see quite a lot is that marketing agencies. Um, they will, de- you know, they'll they'll go straight into one of the, and this is what supposedly in inverted air quotes business, when a company will import with their like made up name, uh, ten thousand drones, uh, not given, not really bothered about the build quality, not bothered about like you know the the enjoyment, the story, or anything like that. But what they'll do is they'll manufacture. Uh, the notion that this is a great piece of technology. So okay. as a mod, one of the things that we see a lot and what you you sort of take on board after a while is the way that that terminology and graphics and design and buzz is created to make you ignore all of those things mm. so that you just like, oh, drone, yeah, I've seen these. I've seen these drones. I've seen people smiling and laughing and having a good experience with these things. Right, right. right? So there's, so, so I feel like, the magicians that we used to know as kids have moved into social media. I'm telling you the magicians, the magicians are now in social media and they're putting up marketing sites and importing these things. And so my, my issue is that, okay, great. You bought them for $10 each and you're selling them for 50. You're making money. The bank manager loves you. You're making profit, but at what expense, at what expense? So when I see a lot of hunters, and I'm not going to say they're uneducated hunters because that'd be super disrespectful of me. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to create a uh, class structure economy here in terms of like your intellect level on on product knowledge. Like that just comes from like I bought crap like when I was a teenager. Like think because I wanted to experience. Mm. We should talk something. about your experience bought- with Kickstarters too, because you were like really in. You oh, really, really man. like when I first met I you, this. you were still trying to get Kickstarters yeah. that you had invested in like two years before well, you see, we even well, met. Right, right. Like- so that my my, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Instead of that being FOMO, that for me was um, a new way for somebody passionate to build something to manifest the community and hopefully money. Right, which to me was like, yeah, all right, cut out the middleman. Don't have to like mm-hmm. suffer the bank manager. You don't have to go and get a grant and then like adapt your like passion because of it. Mm-hmm. So I got in for that reason. I was supporting the technology. Um, 
And the fact of the matter was, is that a lot of the stuff that was on there was so cutting edge because of those things. Like somebody could do their passion project. Sure. The problem was a lot of the people that were doing it, it was the first time they'd ever done any kind of business whatsoever, right. you know? And then they were like, oh yeah, no problem. We'll go to China. We'll just import these bits without all the realization. People would like get millions of dollars and then it'd be like, oh, sorry guys, we haven't taken in the fact that we need to post 25,000 of these packages to people. Mm-hmm. We haven't got enough money for shipping. Right, right. You know, it's like things that you would think, well, come on, you, you should have thought of that. But actually, you don't think right. of that. You know, there's well, like yeah. a lot of things that you don't think of. So, yeah, I spent a lot of money. Luckily, it was money that I could afford to lose in some ways because it was money that I had from sitting on a domain name that I had for a long time and sold it for a lot of money and did quite well out of it. My disappointment with all of that was realizing that those products, and actually, that disappointment's fed into my knowledge of today. I right. Guess, yeah. That's what I mean. Waiting, waiting for a product to come for two years. And not seeing another product like that on the market at the same time still had that air of exclusivity to it. The problem was I'd forget about most of the products. um, And then I'd be working away and a package would come and be like, oh, so it's out then. And I'd completely lost interest in it by the time it actually Mm. did turn Well, do you feel like it was kind of like the high of like how people – like just having the like having that new thing or wanting that new thing and just wanting the instant gratification I, I, of it and then that's gone so it's just no like, get it. I, I- no, it wasn't. It wasn't that for me. It it was more communicative for me. It was like, oh, look, you know, they've got forty eight percent and yeah, you know, yeah. I, when when crowdfunding first came out, this notion that you could craft a community in forty eight hours of a thousand people who are willing to like punt twenty dollars into something because you. Uh, Here's the thing. When I saw a Kickstarter in the early days, people would spend time on the video. They would spend time on the pictures and spend time on the text. Like I could tell I made my own decision that this person really wanted this to happen. Right. And on the majority of the ones that I put in, I would say 70% of them like came off. They just took really a long time to do it. So in my early days, I would say I really enjoyed the buzz of getting them to a hundred percent. Right. I would say, I would say the other 30 or 40% was that I thought the device that I was going to buy would make me unique as a media maker. Right, right. Because I was doing social media like early days, like doing audio, doing podcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the big things that I learned early on is you only get a certain amount of time in front of like a CEO of a startup. So I needed to have the gadget, then you can kind of have the gadget. I can stand out. Exactly. We could, what do, is we that? could do a like, whole episode on just kit fu- yeah. crowdfunding because I think that's something really, yeah. really interesting that like mm. not the middleman, like you say, not having to please the bank manager. But then uh, mm. on the other hand, the bank manager is the one who's going to be like, hey, how can you afford shipping once these things? So, you know, having like, how can we have that balance? I think people are more educated now than they ever have been in starting that stuff. But like, I would love to just do an entire episode on, sure. on crowdfunding. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of those crowdfunding companies then had a problem where you know 48 hours before you just had a business paypal account and now two days later you've got 2.1 million dollars in it (laughs) they're like uh we need to have a conversation (laughs) it's like no 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 i'm just doing crowdfunding yeah yeah, like you know so (laughs) i got two thousand friends and here's the point is the point is that that's how disruptive technology is these sure. days, right? We're literally changing marketplaces, right. uh, bank, banks and money and everything is changing hands really quickly. This stuff is moving really quickly yeah. and the education on the stuff needs to move quickly as well. Otherwise we just have a warehouse somewhere full of 20 million drones that nobody's right. ever going to buy because they've found out that their $50 drone is crap and they've posted it on YouTube and now everybody knows. Yes, that's a big problem. That's a really big problem, reputation and like legacy. And then if you were that one, you, people are so smart. Like people are so, so smart. They know that, that that you were sent that product by that brand. And if you mess up even once <laughs> and you give a, a half, half-hearted or rush review, a bunch of people get their hands on it and it's trash. Well, they're just going to think that you're, you know, a sellout. So you really only get one well, shot I, on, at that stuff. I can get, I did a Kickstarter, so I can absolutely tell you what happened to me is that, you know, I had a great idea. I went around, I, I, I literally pounded the Wait, pavement looking for donations. Maybe we should save that for the yeah. Kickstarter episode. We'll do it for another one. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, we'll sure, save sure, it. Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, let's quickly get onto what our role is on the site so that we can kind of tie this up with a nice little bow before we get into our like picks of the yeah. week. So I know we're like, I know we're like 34 well, minutes we have in. to intro and I mean, these- everyone's going to understand, like we got to, we got to, had to intro what, what we want to do and what steam hunted is if you're not a, 
If you're not. All right, so do you, want, do you just want to jump into the good and the bad and the, the fugly then? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, we could do that. And then let's do – then. Yeah, let's let's just do that. And then we can talk about like go a little bit deeper on moderate, moderating and and kind of our thoughts about that. Cuz I think we we kind of touched a lot of that as as we were speaking like things that kind okay. of, like I get triggered. I was off. I was, I I was off were. to the right. I was looking I was, I was looking at our little audio waveforms and it was just a solid purple bar at your name and just <laughs> flat line on my name. So let's turn that around. Oh, all right. Turn it around. Go for it. Um okay, so this is not now, as far, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't intend to do this segment as like reviews or best ofs or my picks or really as curation. I think that mm. as we mod, there are certain things that elicit certain emotions. So I'll have probably I'll have one of two oh or three God. emotions as I'm modding. So diplomatic, so <laughs> diplomatic. She, she's good. She's good. Like she was a politician all, in the past. Like, she just doesn't want to get a down vote from any of these no, people. No, That's what it is. There's no down votes. And you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going there. Ooh, I'm not going there. Um Ooh. baby. I don't oh, want this to, I, because I don't want I really don't want it to be political is really is really my point. And we're not going to mention any of the names of the people who hunted hunted these things. No, I mean look but, no, look, at the end of, at the end of the day, the only reason why we put in about being good or bad or, you know, indifferent about these things is, is that as a mod, you're stepping through doing these right, trying to verify exactly. them as fast as possible because you want them to be in the right, list. Right, right. So. Exactly. So there if you and like I have I'll have like reactions. Like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I'll feel like that little kid watching the the as seen on TV commercials and sometimes I'll have like the world's most earth-shattering eye roll. Or sometimes I'll just be like, oh, this is so dumb. Like, why it's gonna be in a, a landfill in two years. So I think when we talk about these things, they're just supposed to be uh examples that for me they just elicited a certain response. And I want to talk about that response in the in the, <laughs> in the week. So, wow. so I mean that's how I see my those three categories, the good, the bad, and the I like how you said fugly, or I think we have weird or Strange, yeah, the strange, strange yeah. whoa, out there stuff. But I mean, do you disagree? Like, how do you how do you kind of choose from these categories that we're about to talk? No, about? I think I think well, I think the reason why I I think picking three things is that hopefully the people who have seen these things in passing on the list maybe not even thought about it before. Maybe I guess I'm hoping that in some way it might educate their thinking to think about their hunts or their purchases in some way, mm. just to just have dimension. an extra like. Well, kind of just an extra 10 milliseconds of consideration of like, do I need to care about this? Mm. Is it something that I think even think about? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think one of the things about podcasts for me is that occasionally I get a nugget of information that I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I do think like that or oh, I don't think about that at all. And that's kind of interesting. I need to explore it. So I, I kind of. That's cool. Just alternate always- perspectives. Mm. Right, right. So do you want to do your first like good one that stood out for yeah. you from Steam Hunt that you were like, oh, I like this because of okay. XYZ and give me some rush. So I love this one. And this is one that I, it, it, the best hunts for me are the ones who are like, oh, I wish I had found that first. Like I wish I had got to be the one to hunt that because it's so rad. This one is called, um, it's from a company called Insignia Technologies. And what they do is they have this little smart sticker. It's almost like a, kind of like a scratch and sniff. It's got special mm. material mm. on it. And it gives you a color-coded indicator about how fresh the food is in the package. Something like that is like, just blows my mind. I think that's so cool. I think it solves so many problems to do with, uh, you know, our issues with food waste. I know that, I know people who live and die by that little date on the food, you know, on the food expiration. And I think this could really educate a lot of people that like, yes, the date is there for a reason, but nine times out of 10, if you eat it a day, two days past the, the date, you're not going to keel over and die. Now, don't come, don't right, come for a lot of white. I'm not, t- I don't want right. to get sued for saying that, but I think it really educates people about, um, about the freshness of their food. Just a very simple, like if it was a simple universal indicator that everybody knew what it was, if the color is this, it means this, if the color is this, it means this. And it also keeps companies and it keeps the grocery stores accountable as well. So they can't just like flag, you know, just chuck whatever they want and not do proper quality control. So really just, I love anything that puts more information and more power into the consumer's hand that they can make a choice. Okay. This is, this is still fresh. It's verified by this little, um, it's not an electronic sensor. I believe it's just some type of, um, material that has a reaction to the freshness of the food. 
Mom be some kind of moisture yeah, thing. Maybe, yeah, know. or some pH level, something like that. And um, mm, it's like a very, it's a very simple bit of technology that could, that it puts more power into people's hands about what they're buying, why they're buying it, and if it's safe, if it's safe to eat. I think that's I actually really important. Remember, I actually remember that hunt because I was thinking that the obvious next step for that was blockchain. And we're already seeing that in China when it comes yeah. to meat and fish and, you know, where did this fish come right. from exactly because of, because of tainting of food and things like that. that so, oh, that's yeah. a cool How one. about you? So my good one that I was like, Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Was this thing called Zoom Zoom Aero, which was this, um, First of all, it was three times cheaper aeroplane, which was like three times cheaper. Okay, I'll read on. <laughs> and it was basically electric aeroplanes. So I'm not talking like big 737s. I'm talking about the little private personal, jets, really. Personal, yeah. yeah. The little personal jets, yeah. So they're, they're going to be kind of two or three times faster than the ordinary one because obviously there's going to be a, a lightness to it. There's going to be less noisy. Um, and there's, it's going to roll out to like 10,000 plus airports by next year. Now, the thing that really hit me about it wasn't necessarily about, yes, no brainer, we should have electric aircraft, but about the idea or the notion of how quiet the world could oh, be. I like that. Uh, you know, like that. there was some really nice like shots of this plane, like you would see in like a, like you would see in a, a you know, a lounge or something with the planes against like a mountain or like, you know, really beautiful, like glowing skies. And it got me thinking of like, all right, if we were outside on a, like a bit of a dock of a bay kind of thing, oh. like fishing or looking wow. out barbecue and seeing the plane, but not hearing it. And it just being part of the scene yeah. kind of, it started to make me think about how different the world is going to feel when things have a different sound, wow. you know, like, you know, like, it will make my life you know, like, easier like, when I'm trying to record voiceovers. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, there is that. I don't think we can, like, you know, we well, we probably could, like, uh, bioengineer your crickets so they don't make noises. Oh but uh, I don't think that's advisable. So that one was re- that one really stood Love out that. for me because it was it was way more than electric planes for me. It was like, oh, quiet transportation. How liberating! Mm, I think that's kind of an important, like. Uh, that's a really cool skill to exercise is if what if you think about a product and you see a product what would what would life be like in a world where everybody had one of these is that a better world mm. or a not not better world or the same world like i think that's a really cool mental exercise to put yourself physically in that future where everybody's well, well, got just one, think about you know it. and see what that was well, that just, feel like i was just thinking like from a private plane perspective i mean like traveling on planes they're noisy there's turbulence mm. you know there's all that sort of stuff like chatting to somebody's kind of awkward because you're processing all the background noise of the engines like what would what would happen to that people those people on the flight when all of a sudden it just felt like a living room a comfort <laughs> there's a right. yeah exactly there's a comfort to it like the discussion then becomes about life and technology and how we've advanced ourselves and like every iteration of that there's something i believe gets unlocked on a on an evolution of that mm. Uh, yeah, it just goes deep with me. I like that. like that. I like that mental that like that mental exercise of putting yourself in that. Mm. Okay, let's do your let's do your bad first on this one. All right. So <laughs> so the bad was actually a drone. Oh no. The bad it, 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 no because it's the reason why you know, is the reason why uh it's the reason why I get uptight about it because I think sometimes people on Steam Hunt, especially when the, it's just, you know, hunter product, they read the guidelines, they process them on a kind of Borg level, like, okay, as long as I fit these things. And I I, I can feel that there's no love for I the need product, to make you a t-shirt that's right? easily triggered by drones, like a warning label. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, a, like a picture of me in, in the middle of it with like a red line through yeah, the middle of it. Just and like warning, it. Yeah, easily yeah. triggered, but like almost like a seizure warning, like easily triggered by drones because it's so... So, uh, Such an item of contention for you, specifically drones. <laughs> so this this one triggered me more than most drones because this was a dr- this was a kid drone a, a drone for a okay. kid rather than rather than a fully fledged drone and um I kind of I kind of kicked it back for PG two that it was like a toy rather than a drone right so like it was a, or, it was a, right right it was a it was a it was a toy imitra- trying to imitate a, a drone. Um, and also like reading through the advantages were triggering me something <laughs> rotten. Like 
and you know that one of them said the helicopter is easy to operate so i was like yeah okay i understand that like you're gonna buy it for a kid or you're gonna buy it for yourself you don't want it to be complicated i get that uh, can be turned off automatically when it is stuck uh, have a colorful flashlight so that your helicopter can be seen while flying at night. Uh, charging the battery only takes 50 minutes. And the biggest thing about it that got me so triggered is that the battery only takes 50 minutes to charge, but you only get seven minutes. Oh, boo. <laughs> if I was a kid. So, I would, oh. so like from, so from an ecological Bummer. point of view, I was like, I cannot give my child something that's took an hour to charge and you're only going to get seven minutes out of it. Like there's such a bad, it's such bad parenting to be like, Hey, we're going to go inside and charge it for an hour and we're going to burn coal somewhere. Or an hour might as well be a freaking week. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, what a drag. So when, so I know this thing is super energy inefficient, um, it probably because it's like, going to be <laughs> like the most insane thing too. Oh no! Okay, well that's a so justified that, that tr- trigger. That, I would I would be triggered by that. That triggered me. What about right. yours? What about oh, yours? I, this is not a big deal. I have to remind myself that this is not a big deal because it's an app, and like I have to remember with apps is like well, the good thing about garbage apps <laughs> is that at least they won't end up in. A landfill somewhere. They're they're not a physical product, but at the same time, mm. the name of this app is called Lucky Ticket, and there are three screenshots of the app, and uh, it, there's like a little number pad, and then numbers are randomly generated, and there's a <laughs> there's a smiley face. It's like a little stick figure, and it says like a six digit number three zero six five zero, and then it says this is Lucky Ticket, and then the next screen says seven five six three two one with a frowny face, this is not Lucky Ticket. And Lucky Ticket is a belief and mathematical entertainment based on numerological game with, I'm reading this verbatim, with, now this is not the hunter's words, this is from the Google Play Store, (laughs) based on numerological game with the number of the ticket, Lucky Ticket, is received in the public transport six-digit number. The sum of the first three digits is equal to the sum of the last three ones. So this is like some insane like number generator I don't know what it does. I don't know what problem in my my daily life that it solves. It made me so mad. Like, because I think the uh, the things that I'm most frustrated about are just the things that are just noise and useless. Like my whole life is geared toward trying to minimalize and try to streamline and live simply. And (laughs) this is lucky ticket. Do you know what goes through? Do you know what goes through my mind when when I I heard you talk about this? Was was uh, are these really kind of sleeper cell apps that spies around the world are downloading from app stores that they use for uh, longitude and latitude? It could be, it could like, be a cover, yeah. Like this is, or it could be just it could, spyware it, on like, your phone. Like, what's the like? Wait, let me just let me just show you this real quick. So there's one review, and this review is a one star. And the best part about it is that this person is so is just as angry as me, but took the time to write a review, <laughs> which is so good because it's like they were just infuriated. They wrote, "What is the point of this? I don't get it. All it does is add the first three digits and the last three. If the sums are the same, it's lucky." And then four question marks. <laughs> So the person, in my mind, the person really wanted to know what numbers were lucky. <laughs> and they downloaded this app having like hopes. Maybe they wanted to like use it to to choose lottery numbers or something of what the lucky numbers are. Isn't, they, isn't that interesting? They hated because it. you've just <laughs> you've just totally described uh, the reaction that a person has when they assume something's going to be something right. awesome. You've just described it perfectly there. Like I'm going to download this because it says it does this. And then you get in there. It's like, this is trash. <laughs> this is, I've just wasted my time. Right. This is not what I wanted it to be. What I learned from this hunt is there is a market for people who want to know what lucky numbers are, which I had no clue that there were people lying in bed at night being like, I wonder if three, four, six, nine, two is a lucky number or not. This is why you, this is why you only go to kebab shops at certain times of the I night, was by because there's people in there trying to get a lucky number. And a hunt like this is enough for me to like be like, I'm done. I'm walking. Like I have to. I can't. How can I? My brain is off on such a like frustration. 
like whirlwind by that point. I can't even keep modding because the next, whatever the next product is, is like, it wouldn't be fair to them because my brain's just, I'm trying to mod the next hunt and I'm like, what the heck is a lucky number? Why a lucky number? Like I can't move past it. So. Yeah. At that point, you're like walking upstairs, grumbling, getting a glass of water. Like what what, what just happened? Hey. Trying to reevaluate, reevaluate your whole I mean, like life's choice. If anybody, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you, you come from a culture where this makes sense to you. Like I know, I do know that certain cultures have things with certain numbers that there are like luck, lucky numbers. So maybe I'm completely just a cultural thing. I'm completely missing why this would have a, a purpose in somebody's life. <laughs> but, yeah. Maybe they use it to pick lottery numbers. Yeah. Or like, I, I don't know, man, Could I'm be. as mystical as they Could come. Be. And I was not, I was not down <laughs> with the lucky number. Yeah. Like dumbfounded yeah. By it. All right. So, so like quickly to tie up this first episode, because I'm sure we'll get into different topics. Oh, do you we'll want to go for the weird this. ones? You want to save the weird ones? Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. going to put that one in. No, no, we'll jump, we'll jump them in. But like, I, I kind of, maybe we'll make them a little bit faster or maybe we'll take a concentration of them and make a topic out of them in the future. Cause I think that's what's going to happen for me is that I'll, I'll go over the good and bad and strange. And then out of that I'll be like, Oh, I've just had a realization as to what infuriates me about products or like <laughs> yeah. what makes me. Right. What, why you got All right. So my, so my strange one this week is a thing called future net foundation, teddy bear. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and, and the title said, this is a nice gadget for your collection and a great cuddle. No, no, I'm scared. I'm um, scared. And, and, and so then, similar to you, it kind of threw me a little bit that the sub, su- subtitle was, this is a nice gadget for your collection. So I scroll down, and it's just literally a teddy with a T-shirt on that says, FutureNet Foundation Network that helps. Oh. And then the Hunter comment then says, this can please the kids. It can also help the foundation to carry out their charity work. So then what happens in my head is like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. You You want to like buy you want to get people to buy this bear and the charity and all that stuff so then in my head it's like this is somebody who's obviously wanting to take part in steam hunt and that's awesome Mm. but hasn't realized there's a link there for guidelines doesn't really want to read it but wants to take part wants to put something up wants to step through and be there and at that point we should we should have eventually we should have the ability to help those people Mm. understand what the site is because it's obvious that we've failed something's not clear to get to it's not clear and i think i think even today the link on the top right hand corner could be made so there was no there was no actual like technological component to the bear it was actually just a stuff no because i know when i'm I'm modding like i'm looking i would look at something like that and be like what is it bluetooth like what does it do like you know what i mean because you're looking for that thing that was the first thing (laughs) right I mean, I put in the I put in the comments. While the teddy is indeed adorable, unless it's got technology on do- on board, it's very much just material, right? <laughs> because like <laughs> blunt and onto the next right. thing. But you know, it's strange. But the only reason why I brought it up is that as a mod, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be like. Um, I'm not trying to shut people down. It's obvious at that point we've kind of failed to describe what the site is or to get across what the site is. And I think doing, doing podcasts and doing video and getting people to understand who the people are and what they're going there for, or to make them open their perspectives a little bit in terms of how a product can influence people's Mm. thinking, you know, like I'm hoping that products that I put up that are a better version of something else that's been seen instead of like, Oh, that did well in the top 10 yesterday. I should put something up similar, something that I've used and, you know, I recommend this over that product because the company has been around for 20 years mm. and they have a legacy or it's a family run business or, you know, there's a story behind it and there's a reason why you should invest your money in this over that. Right. Well, maybe so, there will be a hunt for all of those things one day. Maybe there will be, you know, I would love one day for there to be me to be out modding and then being saying, you know, this is really awesome, but because it doesn't have a technological aspect, it really belongs here. Foundation hunt or charity hunt or do you know what I'm saying? Like, to, just to have a place for those things, because you're right. I think people a lot of times do have a good a good place in their heart of why they want to post something, but it just doesn't fit this particular iter- very first early days iteration of of what what Product Hunt is trying to do in terms of technology. Right. Um, Steam Hunt. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. Please don't take my mod privileges away. <laughs> Steam Hunt. All right. Let me All take right. my weird one real quick. It wasn't a weird post. Yeah, it. It's just a sh- freaking strange object, but I. I I've had it open on my screen while you've been talking and I cannot stop staring at it. It's a pod. It looks like something out of cocoon, like that movie from the eighties with those pods that are end up in the pool with the old folks. 
it looks like it's this grayish pod. It looks like it landed from another universe and it is called open vessel. And it's, um, it, it comes with an app. It says, choose your experience, relax, energize, daydream, meditate, listen to music. So it's, it's like this thing that you sit inside and it's kind of like a, um, like a chamber that you can shut yourself off from. You can see like what kind of things get me excited where you can shut yourself off from the outside world and like have a moment of yourself or work in work in quiet or silence or meditate. And um, it's futuristic as hell. I'm sure it's ex expensive as anything, but like it's the type of thing where if someone walked into your house and saw it, they'd be like, Oh, like they'd be waiting for you to unzip your face from the back of your head. Like it's a weird, just a weird looking product, but I, I would love it. I would absolutely love one to just sit in and be like, yes, please play me the song of a meadow <laughs> and just chill in this pod. It just look I, I, like we have to link maybe this stuff, but it, you have to see it to like fully appreciate it. I'm wild. I'm worried if I ever went, I, I'm worried if I ever want, went into one of them, if I'd ever leave and then another clone of me would actually oh, go out maybe, into the world. Maybe it's a human photocopier. <laughs> we don't know about it. I'm telling you, it looks whack and it does look a little sinister, but like, please get me in there. Give me the aromatherapy, the led lights, the, the, like, I want all of it. I want the, I want the full experience. Put me in that pod. I want to come out 16 years Older or younger, I don't care. Just time travel me. <laughs> mystical, man. You just always want the mystical angle. So You're weird. like, give me, give me an experience. Give me the open vessel. I just want to. I want like a, a just a pod. Just or put me in one of those next time I have to fly like across the Atlantic Ocean for six hours. Just put me in the pod, and just wake me up when we're done. I love it. You heard it. You heard it here, folks. Put me in the pod and wake me up. I want to be in the pod when we're ready. Yeah. So that was it. All right. I think I yeah, I think I think we're kind of like tied up here for this. I mean, it's like an hour in. Hopefully this was interesting yeah. to people. Hopefully that like shares a little bit of our little modding and product journey so far. Well, I, I definitely want to dig deeper into the whole like product selection why I will spend extra mm. money or why I will forego buying something until I can afford the version of it. And what, you know, what my process tree is of stepping I think we have through. a lot of potential, um, like, uh, I didn't, I don't think that we originally intended to have topics, but I think we have kind of like a lot of topics to go off of based on, you know, us just kind of going back and forth today and giving a, an introduction. We could really de dive deeper into like kickstarting uh, crowdfunding campaigns and quality and mm. ecology. And like you said, some of the things that come up when we're like triggered by a, a post or really, really into a post, we can just like kind of narrow in on those and, and maybe set a, um, we haven't talked about any of this. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, you know, just set like a little theme for the week and then go into our, into our picks. They're going to be a little yeah, bit more structured that. than today. Today was like us just explaining what, who we are and what's deem hunt is. And, really wanted to get yeah. it. Yeah. Really wanted to get. Started oh man. The universe out, was so. putting pause on this for like two weeks. So. But another thing I will say is that because we record it in the browser, we've got like a really cool site that we use. We can also inv invite hunters on the platform. Like there's a bunch of people who I really respect their hunts and I can see they put work into them that I would love to get them mm. on here and ask them like five or six questions. And then once they've asked, asked the questions, they kind of log off or we mute them as we're yeah, talking. Yeah. Um, and just bring onboard people um, from Steam Hunt because there's, there's hundreds of people on there that are, are submitting things every yeah. single day. Um, if you want to do the same thing, if you want to learn a little bit about it, go to steamhunt.com, check it out. There's a little guidelines thing that you have to read through. If you don't have a Steam account, you can go to signup.steamit.com. There's three different ways to get an account. You can get one for free, but it takes anywhere between seven and 14 days to get verified, or you can buy one or we can buy you one. Maybe we can donate a, uh, maybe we can start doing that oh. every week. We can don donate a login. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, Give away like, some like, logins. Yeah. Set, set set up some yeah. accounts. If, so if you've listened to this all the way mm -hmm. to the end, then get in touch with us. And the first two people to do that will set Whoa, up. Oh, yay. And also, if you like the sound of our voices, we have another podcast called <laughs> Positively Negative, which is a little bit more silly goose than this one. If you can imagine, this one was a little bit silly goose, but um, where we just talk about, uh, you know, whatever comes into our, our minds about living uh 3000 miles away from each other and digital working and all kinds of fun crazy stuff. So we have a uh, that podcast yeah. as well. So 
that would be awesome if you check that out if you want to check it out normally dale's more positive than me and i'm the negative one well, sometimes yeah except for when it comes to numerology bit. apps and i just really go down <laughs> the rabbit hole of negativity <laughs> so i think that's it and um what do we say we can you can subscribe to this podcast um and check us out on Anchor, but the podcast is distributed like literally everywhere that, that your ears can listen. Yeah, it's anchor.fm forward slash product yep, sense, yep, I think, yep. right? And then we, yeah. you can also listen, you know, on, we like um, Pocket Casts. It's at the end in our oh, outro. Oh, duh, I'm outroing the outro. I'm introing the outro, damn it. You, you need to click the mute button. Nope, taken. Bye. Guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Casts and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, feel free to call in and leave us a message. We try and reply in our next cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash product sense. And if you'd like to hang out with us on Discord, there's a link on that page as well. We'll speak to you soon.